All right, let's start the fucking show. I sailed the sea of desolation, dropped my anchor there. From the depths of isolation, walked its length and was not scared. Went from end to end to end, and from there I went again. The road that only this one knows, off to nowhere, here I go. And we are back at the Speed Crazy Mansion. This is episode six. And Mark, today we're going to have some guests, friends of yours. Can you do me the pleasure of introducing them? So we have Moro Menente and Mikey Lopez. Mike and Moro are part of uh, the Speed Crazy Adventure Tour to Baja. So we're going to be going to the El Diablo run via Las Vegas. And Moro is the guy that set this whole thing up. He's my Baja fixer. And Mikey is apparently going to be my roommate. So we're going to have tons of fun. Absolutely. Yeah, you better sleep with one eye open, motherfucker. (laughs) It's going to get real. Crazy. Oh, maybe, maybe we should uh, switch roommates then if it's going to be like that. No, no, no. It's going to be fun. I'm boring, dude. I just read books and I snore. So I have a great time on the plane. Outside of that, it's just like all business. Yeah? Yeah. 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 What he, kind he, of business? He gets all his drinking done on the plane so the rest of the weekend he doesn't have to. Nice, nice. So how did you set this whole thing up? You've done it before, right? You've done the LDL. Yeah. This will be my fourth physical one because uh, I had one in spirit. I missed 2017 because of a family wedding. Oh, okay. And was very, very distraught about it. To the point where I wore my uh, El Diablo patches on the inside of my tuxedo. Wow. So I had a little piece of it with me. But yeah, this is uh, this will be my fourth one. And uh, I kind of took the reins uh, for the East Coast portion of it um, okay. in 2019. Before that, there was a readily available um, transport. Right. across the country so i never had to deal with anything i just had to get in touch with the guy pay my money drop off my bike hop on a plane now is that go. how most people are doing this run i've watched a lot of youtube videos and yeah there's a group of guys that make it across and you know they take some a week like mark did here is it more or less like everyone's throwing their bikes on trains or a truckload or how's everyone doing it from all the way up here um i don't really know i don't i haven't really spoke to any other groups mm-hmm that do it from here some people ride across um he'll tell you unless you have like three weeks yeah trying to do it in a two-week span it just doesn't to me seem fun eight of my friends did it in 2011 Uh and bombing the highway at 90 miles an hour for five days to me doesn't seem fun fun. no it's not fun at all you don't have time to exactly i want to stop i want to see shit so until I have that kind of time, yeah, you know, but it, honestly, I wouldn't do it for EDR. Right. I'm fine with the plan here. If I have that type of time, I'm going to just, you know, circumnavigate the country or, you know, yeah. I'm going to go somewhere. I'm okay with this. The ride when I get there is enough for me. Right. You know? I would think I would be the same way. But this is how we've done it. So the truck was not available in 2019. So we kind of got together and and tried to and we had a disaster <laughs> in 2019 if i can go on up off on a little no, no, that's, why you're, here. Yep. that's why you're in here in 2019 man. we got a late start we didn't decide to go till i think january right mike okay. january or so uh, i believe so. no yeah. well maybe a little yeah, before about that, yeah so we said okay we got to find our own transport we hammered the internet 
for a couple days and found a company. I don't even remember the name. And even if I did, I wouldn't give them the benefit of even speaking their name because I fucking despise them at this point. If they suck, don't name drop. I wanted to make up a different email account every day just so I could leave a a horrific review for these (laughs) companies every day. Basically, what happened was they said, yeah, no problem. We got a great price. It was like half what what I've paid before for there and back. And they were like, no problem, this and that. Do you need a deposit? No, we'll call you a month before. We'll set up a driver. Cool. We are straight. And Confirmation emails, yeah, everything. Yeah, confirmation emails. Everything was, everything was good. Month before comes, and they're like, um, okay, yeah, call us in two weeks. Okay. Oh, boy. Call them in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm setting up a driver for you guys now. Nothing. A week later. Now, it's a week. Right. It's not a week before the run, but it's only two weeks before so they, they got to have time to get over there yeah, you yeah. know they're saying oh we have problems we can't find a, a driver that will do it for this price i was on the phone back and forth to the point where i was on the phone with the pompous asshole owner of this horrible establishment i would right. lose my mind i did <laughs> yeah. i did because he was so <laughs> arrogant too he's like no I, i'm not doing it for that they wanted to charge us four times as much as they said. Oh, and fuck the, you. And the problem, <laughs> the problem was we went with an auto transport company. Basically, we went to a broker. Right. They find a driver, that, right. you know, and they, they subbed the job out. Right. And that was the problem because nobody wants to take a motorcycle right. you know, on a cart. You know, yep. they don't want to deal with it. Because the, the space, I the guess, space, it's dangerous. Yeah. It's going to fall over. And for that price, <laughs> you know, no way. They, like I said. So now, are we allowed to talk prices, or you don't? Rather, Whatever. So Whatever comes out. Yeah, no. I don't yeah. Give a fuck. The two times I went before, I paid twelve fifty there and back. Okay. Which was a great price. Okay. One of the guys that's coming with us, Mike forty seven, he was actually the one that had the big trailer that was okay. doing this. Oh my god, he was driving all your fucking bikes across. Yeah. Yeah, that he had a 40, 40 something foot trailer with a quad cab dually, but gasoline engine, not right. diesel. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. And he almost lost money. Right. You know? And then the guy, Mitch, who photographs for like Cycle Source magazine, he was doing it the next year. So these guys were doing it for like six fifty. Damn. So bottom line is they bailed on us and we had a mass dash and we were calling in favors to our buddies at Biltwell and some way or another, our even our, our friends that weren't going on the trip were making calls and we got in touch with um Hall Bikes and they bailed us out. We did have to get all our bikes together in our own trailers and get them to York, PA the next day. So we did what we could, you know? Which was Jeez. an adventure in and of itself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I, I left my house at 5.30 in the morning right. and didn't get back till 8.30 p.m. Just to get it to York. Just to get the bikes wow. to York. Because you know what it was? We got the trailers. When we got to Mike's where the bikes were stored, we realized right. that the trailer wasn't sufficient. So we had to go to Home Depot and make, you know, chocks out of wood and make sure that everything It's a three and a half hour ride. So the bikes, you know, we're (laughs) so they bailed us out. And this year it was flawless. I went back to them. They were awesome. I have a contact there that um, she's great. Actually, she just told me that they're in transit as of today. Nice. And um, anytime I've called the regular customer service, I I don't mind saying them. You ever need your bike shipped anywhere? Daily direct haul bikes. Right. That's all they do. The drivers call you directly when they're coming to pick up. Thing is, they have about 75 trucks of theirs. Wow. Because they have the contract to deliver every tri-glide 
to every dealership in North America. Stop. Wow. Yeah. So when wow. we went to drop off the bikes at the warehouse, it was just a giant warehouse of endless tri-glides. And then right. our pieces of shit on the side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, brand they, new plastic they cover. They know what they're doing. And um, we actually got a tip. The reason why we're going to Vegas this time is that last time, it's one of the reasons. There's right. a couple of reasons. But one of the reasons is they said, hey, if you guys want to save some money next time, ship it to another one of our hubs. And we said, okay, where are the hubs? And they're strategically placed because they have the contract with Harley. They have right. one in York, which I think okay. that's where they're built, right? right. Yeah, absolutely. They have one in Milwaukee. Hmm. They have one in Vegas just because of the market, I guess. Yeah, and there's absolutely. one in Florida somewhere. So we are like, That'd be interesting. Instead of going to Southern California, starting out from Vegas and kind of yeah. going that route. And it was $200 cheaper than we paid last time yeah. because we shipped it to a hub. You know? yeah. One, yeah. And one bike, I guess, it, it makes a difference to me. You yeah. know, 200 bucks is 200 yeah. bucks. Hell yeah. So that's how I became the handler. Yeah. No, that's great, this, man. Which nah. I don't mind doing. It's just a couple phone calls, a couple emails. He helps me out with some of the stuff, too. Um, Very little. But, <laughs> yeah. But it also is... A big weight on my shoulder. Like when I got the call this morning that the bikes were on the truck, I took a big sigh of relief. Right. Yeah. <laughs> not only that, but you know that they're being handled properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Now, Mark, your bike is there too, or not yeah. yet? Yeah, no, it is. Oh, it's already on. I dropped How it off bikes... last week, Saturday. Nice. How many bikes do you have going? Did you... Uh, this time, seven. Wow. Yeah, seven bikes. Nice, yeah. man. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, last time it was six, right? Last... Yeah. Yeah, 19. And when we started the preparation, because we literally, the day. Biltwell posted the dates. We started making phone calls, you know, because you want to secure hotel reservation. Yeah, just right, a, just yeah. a hotel in in San Felipe and the bike shipment. The most important things, right. you know. That's awesome. I'm styling this year, man. I dirt bagged it one year. Like I guess a bunch of people that had saw me crossing America, going to EDR, all chipped in and got me like one of those like grass hut things because I like had nothing. I had a sleeping bag and clothes, and that was it. Wow. They're like, man, we got you a palapa. I'm like, I'm not wow, hungry. that sounds delicious. No, that thing is a flopper. I was like, oh, okay. I'm useless. I don't know not a lick of Spanish. I know enough to order a cup of coffee because really, once I'm caffeinated, I'm good. Like, well, that's why we invited Mike. He's our, yeah. he's our resident translator. If we got to bribe the federales, what do you tell them? Because we'll probably have to. You, uh, when it comes to money, they speak English. <laughs> Perfectly clear. Perfectly clear. You just, ask, you just ask them if you could pay the ticket here. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's all you say. You say cash money. Okay, so now you've definitely been to El Diablo. Why do you love it so much? Can we get into that? I mean, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Purely, it's the ride. Right. It's the ride. It's just stuff that you don't get to ride around here. Right. And that's it. Being there is great. The tacos are amazing. Hmm. The street tacos trumps any high-end taco, taqueria, or whatever here. Right. You know? But... Mostly. Have you had food poisoning yet? Mm, I think so. <laughs> I think so. I don't so. know if, if it was food poisoning. I definitely got sick. But What level of sick? Um, I definitely couldn't be more than like a mile away from a bathroom. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, That's basically what it was for me, too. And it's funny, you know, Walter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were rooming together that year, and oh boy. he got sick. And I'm talking, it was just like, do you guys want to go out tonight? No, I can't because I keep shitting my brains out. The funny thing is that we both got sick the same day and we were rooming together and I woke up about five times that night rushing, you know, take care of business and go back to sleep. And Walter's what I thought stayed asleep the entire night. We wake up in the morning and he goes, dude, I was up every two hours running to the bathroom. <laughs> wow. And I go, fuck you talking about? 
I was up every two hours running to the bathroom because like you were sleeping every time I woke up. I said you were sleeping, so we had both gotten up and never ran into each other. Oh jeez, <laughs> that's hilarious. Or woke the other one up. That's a good. Story. Oh man, I got. Do you remember? Um, I feel like it was maybe 2017. I didn't go. You didn't go. Yeah. Well, everybody from that whole crew, like Walter and uh, what's the, what's the young kid that that works in his shop, the the intern kid. Oh. Uh, do you remember his name? No, I forgot. Well, anyway. So they're all going to this boxing match, and they invite me. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome, man. I love boxing. And it looked, like, legit. Like, they had, a, you know, all the stadium lighting, and, and you could feel the intensity coming out of this outdoor ring. And I was like, yo, I'll meet you guys over there. Needless to say, I never made it. Zuma. Really? Got the Zumas. Yeah. And the revenge was bad. I heard that lasts a couple days, right? right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude. You have not lived until you had to wipe your ass with your own socks on the side of the road. (laughs) (laughs) That's how bad it was. We went to the boxing matches. It was actually at our hotel. We checked in and we bought tickets right then and there. It was indoors. Ringside seats for five bucks a seat. 20 bucks, 20 bucks a seat for ringside. And we saw like, I don't know, eight boxing matches. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was was, was fun. And like. Obviously, it's huge over there. They take it yeah. very the, serious. The whole family comes out. Every fighter had their whole family there. Dude, I'm wow. into that shit. That man. is cool. Yeah. That sounds dope. It was awesome. They stopped the fights in the middle and shut the lights off and played. I don't know. I don't know boxing, but who? Do you remember who the who's like the big Mexican fighter? Anybody know? No. no uh, shit. Something with a C. He looks like he's Canelo. Irish. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Canelo, right? I don't know. I believe you. <laughs> yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah, they stopped the fights and played his fight. And then as soon as his fight was over, it went like 10 rounds or something. They continued the fights. And uh, it was, oh, they played it on wow. like, a, like a screen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Dude, and there was like eight-year-old kids fighting. Yep. What? Wow, really? I kid you not. No, eight, Eight-year-old stop. kids, teenage girls. What? Yeah. Yeah, Jeez. it's huge. It's serious, serious. God bless yeah. Mexico. We saw one guy get his clock clean real nice. <laughs> man. Oh, dude, the lights went out. So let's talk bikes. What is your EDR machine? Start with more. Oh, there you go. Um, it's my uh, 2017 Dyna Lowrider S. Oh, S for sexy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to kit it up. What You got mods? What do you got? Uh, how, how did you EDR this thing? Um... I threw a bag on the sissy bar. No, no. Um, <laughs> the first two EDRs, I took my 82 FXR. So I, I have a soft spot for that bike. I like to take it nice. on things like that just because um, it's probably the one bike that I probably won't sell. You right. know? Yeah. For that, besides the normal mods that I have, right. which are basic Dyna Bro mods, yeah. you know? Yeah. like That's what we do. Like, I, 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 um, I tell my wife, you know, like, I'm doing this and I'm doing this. And she's like, well, his bike looks like yours and his bike. It's like, yeah, it's like everyone tries to be a little different, but you end up looking the yeah, same, you know, of, like right, yeah. kind of cut and paste. I like oh, to say. Is that your block, Donna? Yeah. And like yeah. 20 guys like, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, the stainless Bassani two in a one road yeah, rage. That, that is kind of sexy. You know, uh, SNS teardrop, uh, cleaner. A lot of people like to do like the, even though it's a newer bike, I, yeah. I love that teardrop cleaner you know yeah. built well eight inch pullback murdochs t-sport fairing saddleman nice, nice, two nice. up seat um the basic stuff built well pegs and grips and which uh, which bit well pegs do you have uh the the round ones i forgot no, what they're called <laughs> uh yeah the round ones not the repop of like the old harley pegs the 
damn, I really wish I knew the name. Bill's going to kill me, but <laughs> I, 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 I forgot the name of him. Now, Bill and Harold um, McGruther are like are some of the nicest dudes I've ever met. Oh, yeah. They're just so fucking real. I see them at events here and there. And um, the first time I met Harold was at uh, the Drag Specialties Dealer Conference. I used to be a parts guy at a fairly busy Harley-Davidson dealership. And one year, they made the god-awful mistake of sending me to, to the Drag Specialties Dealer Conference because... You know, if you go there and you're a dealer, like they get, like if you go to the conference, they give you like special deals and shit. I don't know. They they, they sent me, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Right. So I spent like the whole time hanging out with like Mike Ellis, who I love. I Mike. love I love that dude. Ellis is such a cool customer, man. And um, so I was supposed to be there for like three days. So one of the vendors hooked me up with like a brick of drink tickets, and. I had to leave. I only I can only stay there one day. I had, I had some like personal shit I had to do. So I gave uh, Ellis and um, Harold like more drink tickets than they would ever use in their lives. I'm sure they had a great time. At yeah, the drink, they were especially very, these very, <laughs> very appreciative of your. Uh... I, I'm sure they were. I really love those guys. And Biltwell yeah. is like a great little company. I don't even know if it qualifies as being a little company anymore. Like they're huge now because I remember when they were like a little tiny company. I remember when I first got into hanging out with the guys from the Gypsy Run and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I. I I found Biltwell. I think all they had was like the novelty three-quarter helmet, yeah, you know, yeah. maybe a, a, a couple gloves or something. I loved watching them grow, and, and good for them because like... Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, Magoo, I know um, a little... He probably recognized my face, you know, just mm -hmm, from yeah. things, but Bill I know really well. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Otto. Yeah. From oh, that, I love Otto. You know? And Mike, of course. Yep, 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 yep. It's great to see like where they've gone. They've had to move factories like two or three times already. Yeah, you know? for growth. This guy being, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, awesome. they're awesome. I pimp their stuff out to everybody I, I meet and know. Right, yeah. But anyway, back to EDR machines. Yes. So I don't have any fancy, sexy guy pipes. I have stock bullshit headers. I prefer the stock headers off a of 2010 Dyna specifically. Hmm. They're hydroformed, but they still have welded bungs versus the stamped bungs. They're a lot stronger, and they don't crack as easy as the, the stuff that came earlier and the stuff that came later. And then I have unbaffled cycle shack mt129 they're they're like the dumbest least performancey pipe they're just loud and when you start the bike it sounds like you detonated a thermal nuclear device <laughs> it sounds like a diesel truck you know like fucking idling in the driveway potato 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 <laughs> not even it's a twin cam so it's like <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> see the twin cam sounds like an evo that just drank too much coffee that's why i like it it sounds exactly like me <laughs> you know i never put those two together it kind of does you know it's just, it's just hyped up and I don't know. You have an Evo, and you also have a twin cam. No, I don't have an Evo. You, I thought your FXR was an Evo. No, it's an 82 first-year shovelhead. What? Oh. Yeah, first-year FXR, not first-year shovelhead. You have a shovelhead FXR? Yeah. Oh. Wow. <laughs> okay. Your cool points just went up. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm at two now. Yeah, two, <laughs> two cool points. <laughs> oh, shit. So how long have you had that bike? I had built a... Um, 69 or 70 iron head chopper mm -hmm. my buddy nick helped me out with a lot of the uh fabrication and stuff on it and uh also the mechanical he's a whiz with that but uh once we got it done literally i think the week i got it done he had bought a shovel fxr to resell and i was like yo what do you want for that and he was like well give me the chopper and like 700 bucks and i was like deal <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've owned this since 2011 wow and it's gone through changes, you know, I tore the whole thing apart, powder coated everything, right. you know, yeah. repainted the tins, 
and uh, it's my baby, you know? Right. All right, Lopez, what you got? <laughs> what? What you got? What's your EDR machine, man? Tell, um, us, tell, us, tell us what you got. 99 Sportster Hardtail. Um, well, rigid. Rigid. Yeah. 883. Rigid. 883. Yeah. So it's smaller, but. Right, right. You make it work, though. Ridden this thing, and it is not fun at all. I, I give you mad props. So it, I barely had it the way you saw it. When we got back from EDR 19. Describe it, this it, magic carpet ride to the, for the people listening at home. All right. So. <laughs> Awesome. He's going to have to help me with the story because he had a different perspective on it. But EDR, we're going 19. Right. We're on our way down through Southern California. I crashed the bike. Right? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oof. So that's when Mike 47 goes into, you know, crisis mode. He's piecing everything back together. You know, they're ratchet strapping my riser bolts. Come on. You got to tell this story like. Come on. This you is know a, this story. A good, this is a good story. Okay. You know okay. So you seem, you seem really clued into this. I'm going to pause you for a second. All right. I'll have Moro tell the story yeah. and you fill the bits in. He I, knows the story, yeah. Start at the beginning. Because it is a great story, you know? No, no, it's, I want it's, I, what, it's what makes EDR I have to special. Yes. I have That's to why this. you're here, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let so, us have it, please. Look, give me the full version. Okay. Go ahead. So, yeah, it really is a good story. So, it was day two. We left Palm Desert. We kind of went by the Salton Sea. We went by Slab City. Check okay. that out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that place is wow yeah yeah um we were heading through the lowlands yeah. one of the gas stops that is pretty regularly taken heading down towards calexico is as a gas station in acatillo and we were i'd say about eight to ten miles away but when we started that whole area mike 47 had said there's an overlook that overlooks like the whole valley you know you can put your bike up there take a nice picture he goes but i don't know exactly where it is <laughs> <laughs> just look for me i'll try to signal you guys so we're going through and and just to give you an idea he has a sportster he's in the front no turn signals the guy behind him staggered is on a kawasaki zx14 right um and then i'm third in line and then you have uh i think it was me. his cousin or you yeah i think um, it was me and mark yeah and yeah. your cousin right so we're riding staggered. All right, yeah. continue. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're, we're riding, and Mike and Hammer corners. Like, it's really hard. Not me, the Not other one. Mike yeah, yeah, no. I know. <laughs> I've ridden with him before. So, but he's taking it. Like I said, he doesn't know where it is. So we're coming around this, uh, this bend, and the road kind of straightens out for a second. And I can see him, my buddy Rich, and Mike. They start slowing down really fast. Oh, boy. But not so fast where... Anybody should be in trouble. Right. But. Uh-oh. I, <laughs> Mike's, Mike's giving me a look. But it no, was. I it know was, where it, this is going. It <laughs> was unexpected. Okay. It was unexpected. He finds the place. He shoots left. Cuts in front of Mike. Now, Rich was staggered to the right of him. So mm-hmm. when Mike cut left, even though Rich couldn't make the turn, he could go straight. Mike 47 basically w- was in his right in front of him. Oh. So. So he. Locked up the rear, which which drew him towards the left of the road. Oh shit! And because I, the road was going kind of to the right, right? Yeah, but we were the the turn was to the left, and they basically sandwiched each other. Oh jeez! You know, so, um, not a broadside, but like side by side. You know, they came together, and from my perspective, all I saw was just the bikes going to the left, and then a cloud of dust and a sneaker. What? <laughs> oh, my goodness! That's the Fun. video. Yeah. 
Holy shit. Why, you have it on video? Yeah, yeah he was rolling My GoPro. My GoPro was going. Oh, no. No way. Yeah. Now we're going to have to keep talking while we all watch it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so crazy because they both came together and Mike's body, I'm sorry, I got to keep fixing this. Yeah, Mike yeah. 47's body and bike had minimal damage. I mean, I, a torn van sneaker and a busted taillight. Okay. Where Mike's body and bike took 99% of the... <laughs> oh, oh, my oh, goodness, there it man. is. Oh, oh. Oh, my oh, goodness, geez. man. I thought I queued it up a little better than that. <laughs> yeah. But good enough. It's just, it's just GoPro and fairing right into gravel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you could just see it. No. <laughs> It's horrible, man. And what we came to find after was the meat of the story. We were kind of worried, you know? Nothing was broken. He wasn't bleeding heavily. Heavily? You know? And yeah. it's basically like, I don't, can't even say oh road goodness. rash. It's like g gravel rash oh, or like, you know, like, wow. But what we found when we assessed his bike, that kind of worried us. Right. So his left foot peg had came up and slammed a hole into the derby cover. Oh, shit. Oh. That was number one. <laughs> his shifter peg was snapped in half. Yep. Ooh. His clutch cable, when it when it landed on the side, it didn't break, but the shielding on the outside wore through where you could see the cable itself. And oh, it kicked you know? the cable, too. Uh, yeah. Wow. But the big thing was one of his uh, riser bolts snapped. Oh, jeez. Oh, and... You know, anybody listening yeah. who doesn't know what a riser <laughs> is, you know, it kind of <laughs> it holds the whole handlebar, you know, uh, assembly yeah. on, assembly yeah. on. So yeah, it's how you steer. How you steer. <laughs> yeah. So we immediately started to make calls because Mike Forty Seven knows the guys at Biltwell really well. So he called over. We assessed what we would need. We're not going to turn back now. We're too far in. Right. I think we can get him back on the road, but we're definitely going to need parts. So he called over, asked for a huge favor between running down to Temecula to Harley Davidson and whatever Biltwell sells. Right. We got to get that was our first it was like, dude, shit's about to close. It's four thirty. Right. Let's make these calls first and then figure this out. So how we got him back on the road is uh, some gorilla tape over the derby cover. The shifter peg was concerning at first, and I think Mark or Mike forty seven came up with the brilliant idea. Actually that was me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was you. <laughs> Actually that was me. I'm sorry. I didn't. I don't, so go I, ahead. Explain. I don't get, I don't explain this no, roadside no, fix the, for the folks at home. The toe kicker from the shifter, you know, broke off clean, and so now all I have is you know the bar coming off the spline. Okay. But it, but all, that in itself is also almost in half, so it's only about oh, three inches, three or four inches long. Oh jeez. So we took it off the spline and used whatever tools we had, which was a rock, to hammer it back on the spline we, we had tools, at a 12 o'clock position. Right. So I am now using my heel to up and downshift. No. Yeah. Instead of going up and yeah. down, he's kicking forward to downshift okay. and yeah. kicking backwards to upshift. Wow. And his bars obviously were really concerning. Right. So we found that if we stuck the bolt back up in the bottom just to keep the bolt in place to keep everything lined up and then i had i always bring a ratchet strap you know you never know yeah and we ran a ratchet strap over his bars and under the bottom tree and cranked the shit out of it wow and this hard ass <laughs> motherfucker you know i bust his balls a lot but i'll give it to him this hard ass motherfucker even with those injuries and his bike like that it was still almost 200 miles to san felipe now, at what that injuries point. what injuries did you have um go ahead 
at the end of the episode, I'm giving you my man card. Because you need... <laughs> huh, like, you got cool points. I got a man card. Fucking, yeah, dude. Wow. Like, you need two man cards for that shit. Like, you know... One, one it's cool he has the video. He has a right. video of this happening. And somebody else telling the story. You've done it right. Because you know I, mean? I literally... I would weep if that happened to me. If one of my friends accidentally ran me off the road, my bike got gacked the fuck up, I would, I would probably cry. No, I don't know about that. Yeah, well, instantly, like, the credit. first thing I thought was, like, <laughs> I can't believe I just ruined this trip, right? It wasn't oh. bad enough that I almost ruined the trip getting a, you know, shady, you know, transporter to take the bikes. Oh, jeez. Like, now I'm almost ruining the trip a second time. Oh, God. So, like, that was my first thought. And then now, uh, fuck my legs and my bike. <laughs> now, you know, I don't want my friends to think I'm an asshole and I ruined their vacation. So <laughs> they're going to leave as me as soon as here. I get up, I go pick up my shoe, which was like 10 feet away. <laughs> um, I'm like, I'm so sorry. And, you know, Mike 47 is limping around and uh, I, I felt terrible. I'm like, you know, but then these guys all came together instant, like, you know, damage um, control. Right. Yeah. And they assess the situation and we were back on the road within like half an hour stop yeah, no, wow. no, no. um <laughs> you don't think so uh maybe uh, yeah because i was i was starting to get like lightheaded yeah it was the sense was of like, time was, i gotta was, go dude how wow, much were you really? bleeding yeah. so i wasn't bleeding that much my entire left hand was completely like cut basically there's road rash rocks pebbles oh, oh, sand geez. everywhere my elbow, a little bit on Holy my legs. Um, you got scars and stuff? or Yeah, yeah, my, my whole left hand. Do you have the picture? Oh, jeez. My whole left hand, um, what, basically. Like fucking chopped meat, right? Yeah. I, it was it was bad, like, Ugh. the day after. Now, is that because you threw it to the ground or because it was, like, to catch yourself type of fall? or? I don't know if it was slid? to catch myself or it was just, just like, as soon as I hit the gravel, the, my front wheel just went out from Washed underneath out. me. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So you probably rode it two fists to the wind and just grinded it right into the gravel. I Yeah. I mean, it was like catching a whole handful of front brake. And, oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Can I just say that I still had time to roll my bike up to the edge and take that picture? <laughs> oh <my God>. Stop. <laughs> You're like, well, uh, fuck it. Hey, Why you know, we're, we're here. here. Might yeah. as well. <laughs> But yeah, it was uh, it was definitely one of my my better memories of that trip. Believe it wow. or not, yeah, the, how everybody just came together. Then we get the bike running again, and I'm like starting to feel lightheaded. So I was like, I, I need cold air. I need wind. I need a breeze to hit my face. Right. So we start riding again. And a couple miles down the road, there's another gas station. We stopped there. Uh, we met up with a couple guys that are, are also going to EDR, and one guy has like a medical background. He goes, you need to wash that out. So I go inside the, the gas station. I get like a liter of alcohol, and I just oh start gosh. dousing it. Like, and that and was the worst part. How did part. that feel, yeah. my friend? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was the worst part. But um, Had to be done. Bandaged it up, you know, Ugh. electrical tape and some. Jeez. some T-shirt or something. Or yeah. Hard motherfucker. Yeah. That's why his wallet says Mike motherfucking Lopez <laughs> on it. Nice. Nice. Holy shit. Yeah. So This fucking um, guy's bulletproof. I love it. We made it to Mexico. We finished oh the whole goodness, ride. man. Wait, we got a picture. We got a pic. That's the next day. But it still looks uh, gnarly. It does look like you kind of punched the ground with your the top of your hand grinding along the ground. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's and horrible. It, you can't tell by the picture, but that hand is. Oh yeah, it you looks can. like a burn. It's, oh, it's so bad. It's about double the size of the other hand, and he had some of that on his knee and ankle too. Oh my yeah. goodness, man. We're gonna pass this one around. Holy that fuck! Is, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't I, want it to happen to you, oh, people. Gee, you wouldn't that want shit it to happen is to you. Fucking gnarly.
this is like a day later, and it's all scabbed. That's the, the next day, up. yeah. And it's still swollen and big and huge. Holy shit. Jesus. Now you had leg was doing the same thing. Holy fuck. Yeah, a little bit on my leg um, and, and a giant elbow. part of my elbow, like to the point where the next day I was able to take a shower right. and I was still pulling rocks out what? of it. Yeah. Oh my goodness, <laughs> like, man. <laughs> yeah. Rocks like, under scabs. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's horrible. That's horrible. So going back, you know, I was like, all right, now this bike is going to need to be worked on. The next day I was just like, it was so hot and I wasn't feeling good. Um, Moro actually repaired my entire bike that day. Wow. Like with all the parts that that they had gotten, you know, transported with whoever was leaving Biltwell late, he worked on the bike the whole next day, and uh, got it running. You know, it was like back to new again. Wow, that's great. And, um, the parts were just sitting there. They they were all napping. You know, yeah. you know, like you you, you know siesta. you go in the sun. Yeah, you go in the sun, and then it just wears you out. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it just didn't wear me out that day. Right. And I was sitting out uh, outside the hotel, and the bike was just sitting there, and the parts were sitting there, and I was like. Fuck it, I'm yeah. just gonna do it. <laughs> Pass the time, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, that's, that's awesome, great. man. Another great story. You yeah, know? Well, dude, that is yeah, that, really. That's how the bike came to be at Mike 47s after EDR. Right. Like all the bikes got delivered back to Mike 47s. Right. That's you know where the central location is, and uh, he kept it. And he was like, "Yeah, let's hardtail it." I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." So. I mean, he took it apart. Before you launch into that, for those of you guys listening uh, out there in uh, Spotify and iTunes, uh, Mike 47 is the resident local, like, chopper fabricator guy. So if, if you have, like, a, a sportster or, or some kind of, like, rigid chopper thing, this guy's, a, like, a wizard. He makes his own fucking hardtail kits and all this craziness. Nice. Yeah. Where's he out of? Manville. Uh, nice, nice. So he's a very talented welder, fabricator, machinist. I mean... And he's a guy that just knows, like, rigid frames and and how to, like, he, like, straightens out, like, vintage uh, cool. Harley frames and shit and welds the fucking necks back on. I mean, he you got to check out cool. his um, his Instagram. Look nice. him up on Instagram. It's, I think it's 47 Industries on yes. Instagram, right? Yeah, check it out. Cool. Yeah, you got to check him out. So, yeah. Shout out to that guy. Yeah, you got to see his, like, before work, you know? Oh, yeah. No, like, I've he does it. great work, but... Like some of the jobs that he gets beforehand, like people just massacre these frames and wow. he makes magic out of them. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's actually done some welding and fabricating work for me in the past. I always have a tendency to shoehorn things that don't fit together and <laughs> I'll bring him like diagrams. Because he doesn't know anything about Dinah's. He, he's just like, yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's got no time for me and my bullshit. But I bring him drawings, and I go, this needs to fit this, and you need to weld it in such a way, and yaggity yak and machine it this way. And I bring him my terrible little drawings, and then I drop crap in his lap, and then a few days later he calls me, I mean, your shit's done, come pick it up and pay me. <laughs> it is in, in his you know usual Mike kind of way. Yeah. So back to the rigid. Yeah, so he... he so Mike's hardtailing your bike at the shop. And took what? it apart, and uh, he put his kit on it, which is the most comfortable thing I've ever been on. Hmm. Like you Says don't find, you. yeah, you don't find it comfortable. <laughs> I think it's the most comfortable thing I've ever been on. Um, it just fits me, you know. He basically tailored it to me, and I fit like a glove on the bikes. It's it's, it's just awesome. Now, to put this awesome. into perspective, Mike's rigid sportster. You gotta have a pick, right? That you can looks show like Sweet. you know Thank what you. they would ride like in Fury Road. Like have you seen the, the Tom Hardy movie? Yeah, man, Max. It looks like some shit like the warboards would be right. This nice. is the most recent one. Is it still unpainted? Like just yeah, raw metal? Absolutely. Yeah. Look yeah. at that shit. Oh, wow, man. That's badass. Got like dirt bike bars and yeah. shit on it. It's all raw. Those like, are the ones that Moro put on in Mexico. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's the just riser too bolts, it the, is definitely something out of like you know yeah fury road like yeah the it's, knobby an, it's, tires, a, it's angry yeah. like this bike hates me right now <laughs> like it's badass dude that's have you seen see, it? you want to see it again yeah yeah no i've seen it oh it ha- it, it, does it finally have a seat Fucking yeah yeah because yeah, when i wrote it it had like a mexican blanket on the <laughs> <Yeah. seat. laughs> that's so cool though man oh dude i could i could barely get this thing down the block because I, I have like a bad back so i, I need like super fancy suspension right and i go ride this rigid and it was only like the second or third ridge i've rode in my life and i literally rode it like a thousand feet i was like no no no, mike he's like no, no, no take it out i'm like no 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 you can have this fucking thing back yeah. <laughs> i'm never a big fan of like riding other people's bikes just because of that you know what i mean like you drop it or something if you drop or... it you wouldn't notice it's raw metal <laughs> i'm just saying you know I wouldn't want to do that to and them. it might look better <laughs> if you dented it up right. a little more <laughs> But, dude, it's small, and I'm a pretty small guy, so, right. like, it's ergonomically just all there, you know? Yeah. But I can't get down with the rigid frame. I just can't. I'm just not man enough. Mm. I'll have a, I'll have a rigid. I, I had one. I had a, uh, uh, I don't even know how long ago it was, but uh, I built, like, a XS650. That's where I started, yeah. Yeah. Exactly oh, where I started, yep. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... Now, did you do it with a kit, or did you, like, bend no, your own bars? No, no, your- I had, uh... There was a guy in like South Jersey. Okay. Like he would like I guess go around and like buy all these XS650s uh-huh. and he would he would either finish the bike for you or he'd hardtail it and then sell huh. it to you. Wow. So I bought it hardtailed. I just I didn't want him to finish it. I bought basically a hardtail like uh, it's not really a roller because it has an engine in it, but like a hardtail bike with no nothing else but right. the engine and trans right. well the engine assembly in there. Right. Um and then I put like a lowbrow alien tank, little mini apes on it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And at first I had like a like a fake suicide shifter. I call it, I say fake because it had like the clutch handle on the lever, right. you know. I mean, it's but still real I, enough. To yeah, get hurt I on. got rid of that real quick, but <laughs> right. I didn't I didn't get to ride it that much. But I kind of decided that you know maybe like rigids aren't for me, right? You know. But what I, year I'm thinking about was that when you got into the Yamaha. Oh eight, oh nine, something like that. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I was doing it like oh five, and like I couldn't find parts for nothing. Like, yeah. and I wasn't an internet guy. I made the crap in my parents' like barn in the back. It was totally illegal and sketchy as fuck. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> sketchy as fuck. That's awesome. I, I think it's I, a I sketch saw... match the flex over here. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Yamaha XS six fifties. And somehow I ended up selling that and then buying another one and buying another one. I did it for a little bit, but again, not anything good you know what i mean was it was it you who i bought mine was it sketchy as hell <laughs> no i do look like a southerner a little bit but yeah no. hey so tool roll what's your new tool roll Oof. what are you carrying with you what you get out of jail free card in the middle of the desert and you're fucked i got? actually brought a bunch of things that um i can macgyver multiple things with Oh. But um, adjustables, you know. Got to have adjustables. Multi, multi-tools, basically. Right. Yeah, so you flip it over, it's a hammer. And you, right. You know, you know, it goes from 10 mil to 20 to 28 mil. I was actually trying to figure out a way to make an adjustable on one end and then have a 3-8 on the other end. Hey. A 3-8 drive on the other end hmm. where you can just, like, you know, spin it. But I found it to be impractical. <laughs> Besides, uh, you're asking, like, besides the normal stuff? I literally take my toolbox and dump it into a bag. I only pack for bolts that I have on my bike. And because I have some, like, sport bike junk on there and certain things on a Harley or metric, so I have to take a certain amount of metric Allens and um, metric open-end wrenches and things like that, just just in case. I mean, my bike is pretty mechanically sound, but you never know what the fuck is going to happen. I feel like I carry stuff... 
in case other people. I do the yeah, same. I overpack tools. You know, and like supplies. I got the I got the basic wrenches that you need for a Harley, but I also carry like a T twenty seven and, um, but JB Weld, right? Safety wire, a um, ratchet strap. Yeah. A ratchet strap. I, have, I brought one Gorilla too. tape. Different gorilla <laughs> tape. Yeah. yeah. One of each different size hose clamps. Uh, oh, shit. I just just in you. case. You know, wow. if you got a big enough thoughtful. one, you could hold an exhaust up if yep. it falls off oh, wow. or something. Um, well thought out. Very well no, thought No, that out. is well thought out. You're like a good friend to have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going on EDR, you got you to gotta bring fuel. Did you put a fuel can on yours? I did not. I'm going to try to buy a fuel bottle in Mexico. I, we, me and Mike were talking about this. Between all of us, yeah. we have a total of five extra gallons of fuel. So I oh, think damn. we have enough. Between that and the diners on the trip holding, you know, well, yeah. four gallons. Yeah, 4.5 gallons. Yeah. I've actually made it across the desert in California, literally on fumes, like on empty. The dust is blowing past the road and it's getting toward dusk. And it's very easy to get distracted and blow past the last gas station and be on the, the next train to Fuckville, yeah. which I've been a few times. And you're just like praying that the bike doesn't stop and you have to spend a night with the coyotes. I've been compiling a list of fuel stops in the area for each day right dude you sound like the guy to go with no <laughs> you know is. what i mean he definitely that's that's the only reason like, i agreed to go when with he asked guys. me to go i'm like no way dude oh yeah you, <laughs> you gotta go because <laughs> mark's crazy man i gamble with death a lot yeah. i'm just like mm, well, let's go i used to carry like a little liter of fuel once someone told me about the company rotopax man their system is yeah. so great i can carry oh. a gallon of fuel on my bike get it on and off very efficiently and it it's wow. not round or bulky. It's slim, and it, it works perfectly. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, you got to see their rigs, man. Like, yeah. um, I think I have a picture of, of all the bikes parked out of uh, 47 Industries. Oh, that's really cool. The first thing I walked up, I was like, gas bottles. That's what I forgot. <laughs> I packed everything and the kitchen sink, but no gas. But, eh, you know, I've been through it. And, you know, you just got to be conservative on the throttle. I mean, still blast. When you get onto those desert roads, and I understand that we're not going uh, – we're not traveling – a lot of highway because uh, there's guys that don't have like as fast bikes as we have. Yeah, no. Plus, so that's, that's that's I don't want to. That's squares doing that. But you, re get the you really need it. Like if you cross over in Calexico, Mexicali, mm -hmm. from there to San Felipe is 155 miles. No right. gas stops, no rest stops, no no nothing. It's right. the Me it's the Baja Desert. You yeah. Know? So that's probably the number one thing that draws me to that. It's that like you got to get there with like the guys that you rode with and like your knowledge of your own motorcycle. Yeah, check out those trick ass fucking gas bottles. Like that's some, that's like some yeah, that's serious military yeah. shit, man. This is your bike. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, nice, dude. That shit's you, ready for you. The can apocalypse. feather the throttle all you want. That one ten in my bike just yeah. loves just eats it. Just eats it. <laughs> you guys probably La saw them, right? Last Wait, it's their bikes. Yeah. <laughs> Last year we had a fuel stop in the middle of the desert and I gave up my fuel to somebody else okay. because my trip odometer right. said I'd have enough fuel to get there. Don't trust it. Did it's you? Bullshit. Yeah, they're all off. And yeah. as we were getting close, I was like, holy shit, I gave up my gas. Am I about to run out of fuel? You know, oh, no. when I rolled into the gas station in San Felipe, I think it said 18 miles to empty or something. And I should have had at least 40 miles. New. You wow. know? Yeah. yeah. But I had to give my, my gas up. That was an interesting thing, too. That delay from Mike's accident, 
meant we had to do among other things but amongst, yes. <laughs> amongst other things right. but you've done the trip when you went over did you cross in calexico and went down the five to san felipe this is, there's actually a funny story i got lost and wound up crossing over into mexico in the middle of the night by accident and had to ride back to san, san diego to meet my friends oh shit but, oh, yeah geez. so and i didn't realize that i had done it until they asked me for my passport i was i was like what the fuck are you talking about i'm in california what do you ask me for my passport for they're like dude you were just in mexico I didn't even realize it because there was nobody at the border. So wow. I, just, <laughs> I, I thought wow. it was some kind of like checkpoint or whatever because, you know, in the more sketchier parts of California, they, they have like vehicle checkpoints for some unknown reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I found out later that that unknown reason is because it's a border crossing. It just happened to be unattended. Because of the delay from Mike's accident, we just fell too far into the evening right. and actually had to do most of the five about, I'd say about 75 or 90 miles of it in the dark, which was... There's nothing yeah. out there. Right. And at that point, we had picked up some guys. Um, actually, um, a couple guys, the one guy works at Biltwell, Westy. He, we found him on the side of the road, and he joined our group. And oh, wow. I think there was 12 of us that when we group, rode. Yeah. And nice I group. thought the headlights of 12 motorcycles, and it was still dark. But right. when we stopped for fuel, and we all shut the bikes off, right. that was when it was like, wow, this is real. If I held my hand in front of my face, you couldn't see it. Oh, dude, the darkness is real. It's like real. There's no light pollution. Yeah, yeah. You know? So it is black. It's one lane each way, and there's still 18-wheelers coming. So, yeah, we had to be like... Wow, it's great, man. No, you got to be on uh, on top of your A-game. I mean, I've gone through big chunks of California in the dark um, and Arizona in the dark, and it fucking... Dude, I legitimately saw people burying a dude in the desert on my way to Las Vegas. What do you mean by that? Like, literally burying someone. <laughs> I'm, like, riding past my hand up on my peripheral vision, like, no, 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 I'm not looking, I'm not looking. I don't see you, but I see you. Literally two guys burying a third dude and throwing him in a ditch in the desert because they don't expect the dude to be out there in the middle of the fucking night on a motorcycle. Sure and they weren't gardening. I, yeah. yeah, they were gardening something. <laughs> and this is the weird thing about the desert. Any light that's in the desert, it looks, like, super close. So, like, I could see Las Vegas... Right. But Las Vegas was still like 80 miles away from where I was. But I could see it. Wow. But you can't touch it because you're just seeing the light from it. Huh. And I was on the road for hours in the dark before I even got there. I've seen some like horrific accidents in the dark. I'm like, why am I stuck in traffic? on the highway on the way to Vegas well there shouldn't be traffic everybody's gunning in supercars going to like the palms or whatever it turns out that like a, a tractor trail like jackknifed and like took out a bunch of cars and like you know there's like fire and all this shit Jesus. happening so I've seen some fucked up shit on the highway at night in the desert wow yeah Sketchville I don't have oh, any yeah. stories about being Pulling in the into desert I station. apologize you guys have all my well, man card this, <laughs> I don't have one. this is what you gotta do and we, we talk about this a lot <clears throat> anyone listening and William as well once-in-a-lifetime road trips aren't really once-in-a-lifetime. It's more of, like, you have to prep several years in advance. And the guys at Bitwell are great. They decide to not make this, like, an annual thing. It's, like, biannual. Okay. So you got, like, two years to get your shit together. Oh, that's cool. And even this one, like, I was 50-50. And as it got closer, I got more and more sure because the pandemic fucked me up, man. Yeah, you know, I, I was out of work and, and this and that. I work in production. So with all the venues and things closed... 
I hadn't worked in months, and I don't even know well, let's, what, what a job is. Let's I mean, talk yeah. about that. Like, how much is the, if you guys are comfortable talking about it, how much is this trip? Like financially, because like you know I'm broke. I mean, it's a couple of grand, easy, right? Yeah, between shipping, hotels, and if you plan a multi-day out like we are now, right. now you have now you need another room, right? You know, the thing is, once you get there. Uh, food is cheap. cheap yeah. Beer is cheap. You know, so you're not really spending that much. Right. This know? is the extent of my Spanish. Tecate Rojas, and I just point to my mouth. I'm just putting it here. <laughs> <laughs> Rojas for the people that are at home and maybe don't speak Spanish is red. I don't even know what the blue is. What's the blue? Azul. No, but like, what is it? Is was that the light beer? Oh yeah, I suppose. I'm... I don't know. I whatever the fat fox drink, and you could barter. You could barter with Tecate. It's like currency. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, got pesos and you got Rojas. Those are like the two major forms of currency down in the Baja Peninsula. I bought so much fucking Tecate that I was trading it for water. I was like, I will gladly pay you a fucking case of Rojas for fucking Poland Spring. But make sure that shit's from California because, yeah. yeah who knows, right? The Zuma. You ever tried Tecate here? Like when you get back? Oh, yeah. No, it, I don't it, like it. Yeah, it's, it was. It's not as good as the fresh shit. Every ADR I've gone, I've always left through Tecate. Yeah. Like the border crossing back into the yeah, United yeah. States. Okay. We go and they have the factory right there over by the border. I've never seen the factory. You never saw the Tecate nah. bottling plant? First off, it, it looks like this industrial, post-apocalyptic silver building, and it's all blocky. Kind of like um, the Bauhaus style of architecture, very industrial. And it just has the eagle in giant letters. Tecate. Huh. It's like two dudes in front of a chain link fence and they got Ray-Bans on in the hot oh, sun guarding the Tecate <laughs> so factory. Cool. Because I think they know we're coming. <laughs> because the gringos don't know any Spanish other than Tecate Rojas. Tacos al pastor. There I it don't is. know. I'm, I'm out. The menus have pictures on them. Right. And I just point. point. And they have the best music. I have the best time at all these great open air bars. And... They play a mix of like American music, you know, great cover bands, and then they play Mexican music. I don't know the lyrics to anything, but at the end, I always go, hey! <laughs> and I, say, I yell, hey, and I clap, and, I, and Tecate and tacos. Tacos here, Tecate here, in my fat face, and nice. that's what I do. That's, that's my, my Baja EDR plan. Not die getting there, eat tacos, and put Tecate in my face. Oh, so just again, a quick summary of. You said it's about 1200 to get your bike there and back. A couple grand will give you a place to sleep, and right. it'll keep your belly full. Nice. You know, so. And, and the round trip, bucks. I think, this year for the flight was only a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. Right. Dirt uh, cheap, right. COVID. Right. Wow. I couldn't get, like, this is the weird thing. But even previous to, to, to COVID, it was, what, $400? Something like that. Round, round trip. trip to yeah. San Diego. Yeah. Okay. I tried to get the same flight that these guys were on, I guess, but but because I was, like, late to the game. It right. shot up to, like, $500. And it was, like, $500 to get the exact same flight that Maura and Mike were on. Or if I flew out Monday, it was, like, 50 bucks. I'm like, well, I split the difference. I was like, well, I hate flying. But if I got to spend 500 bucks either way, hmm. I'm going to spend 50 bucks to get to Vegas, spend two days in Vegas while in the fuck out. And then these guys are going to get here, and then we're going to go. So Okay, so, so you're there before them. Oh, yeah. Like two, right. day, two full days before these guys get there, and I literally am going to wild the fuck out. And when are they expecting the bikes to get there? Like the same day you the, guys show up? Or? No, no, no. We just tell them they have to be there by a certain day. Okay. And they, they do their best. But realistically, um, they'll probably be there 
middle end of next week. Right. So they'll be there, they'll be there wait. They'll send me an email. They'll be there waiting for if us. If my bike doesn't get there when I arrive, I'm probably gonna rent like a fucking Cadillac Eldorado and just blast it through the desert for like two days. <laughs> now, like because I have no idea where is that bike gonna be sitting. They're dropping off at a dealership for you. They no, they have their own warehouses. Like I said, oh, they have okay. a huge Harley contract, so they need they, they need them. yeah okay, cool. yeah no they got right. they got like legit secure warehouses. Yeah. What's great so cool. too is that the warehouse is like on the outskirts of Las Vegas. So when we get there, we go from the airport there, and within like two blocks, we're in we're in the desert. So cool. yeah, yeah, that's gonna be so great. This shit is gonna be so fucking Batman. It's not even gonna be funny. We're gonna like fucking rocket right out of the storage place, right onto the road. This is going to be a great show, and this is going to be a great trip. I want to thank Moro Menente and Mike Lopez, two of my buddies from EDR and Gypsy Run, for coming down to the Speed Crazy Mansion and doing the show. Of course, my co-host, Bill Harrison. Remember, kids, you don't need a plan. You just need to plan to ride. I'm Mark Mitchell. And Billy Harrison. Take care, guys. Y a las once de la 